I will put you, the writer, behind the wheel of the squad car, walking a beat, investigating crime scenes, and sitting behind a desk writing reports. So, put on your Sam Brown belt, strap on your vest, and let's go experience what cops do and learn why they do it. Patrick O'Donnell. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Holt. And I'm Lee Esses. Continuing our series with people with advanced skills, we are getting into law enforcement, a very common character in a lot of genres. So our guest today is Patrick O'Donnell. Welcome. Thank you. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So we know you wrote this opening quote, and that came from your book, Cops and Writers. How long have you been in law enforcement? Okay. I just retired February 21st of this year from law enforcement. I retired as a police sergeant in the city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, after 25 years of service. Wow. Presently 55 years of age, so that's about typical across the nation. To give your listeners some context, Milwaukee is a city of about 600,000 people. There's about 1,800 law enforcement sworn members, which means they have arrest powers. And out of that 1,800, there was about 200 sergeants. I was one of them. I was a street sergeant. So I spent all of my career on the streets. You wrote a book called Cops and Writers. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. The first book is Cops and Writers from the Academy to the Streets. I'm an independently published author. That was the fourth book that I've written. I was in the middle of the second post-apocalyptic book, and I was getting deeper and deeper into the weeds in self-publishing and going to conferences, getting to know people. And inevitably, it's always, what do you do for a living? What's your day job? And I tell them, and they had just a plethora of questions. And I like, yeah, you should really just start consulting with authors, and you should be writing books about this. So I scrapped the post-apocalyptic book, and I wrote this book. I also started a Facebook group to see if there was interest in it before I invested too much time or money into this project. And the results were fantastic. People were very open to it. I've helped a lot of writers kind of write their way through maybe some plot holes or just does that really happen kind of questions. So now I just sent off the second book in this Cops and Writers series, and that's going to be Crime Scenes and Investigations. And hopefully that'll be out in September. That's what I'm shooting for. Oh, that is awesome. And let me just say, I am part of this Facebook group, and it is fantastic. Well, I'm glad. That makes me very happy. So what do you see that really works well and drives you up the wall? Most of it doesn't work well, <laughs> and most of it <laughs> does drive me up a wall. My wife loves shows like, you know, Hawaii Five O, you know, all the different spin-offs of CSI. And most of them are far, far from reality. You know, it's entertainment. I guess it's not very exciting to watch a cop or a detective do eight hours or ten hours worth of reports <laughs> after a five-minute chase. And that's the reality of it. There was one TV show that I thought was pretty spot on, and that was Southland. Hmm. What I liked about that show was it got the gallows sense of humor. It got the banter between the cops. And it really showed the human side of things that a lot of TV shows and movies, you know, it, it seems like it's one extreme or another. Some of the things that really drives me crazy is 
most of police work that's done, that's exciting, quote-unquote, is done by police officers on the street. It's not detectives. Hmm. Detectives usually show up after the fact. This is funny. We, we tease them sometimes. We used to call them third responders. But no, <laughs> you decided to show up. That's nice. <laughs> but the breaking down the doors, the car chases, the stuff that gets notoriety and the highest amount of liability are the first responders, the cops on the street. Say, like a homicide detective. You see that a lot on TV and in movies. They respond when there's somebody that just committed a homicide. Sometimes that could be a half an hour to an hour after the police officers show up on the scene. Then a sergeant's going to show up on the scene. That's what I did. And you quickly try to maintain control of the crime scene. You set up a perimeter. That's when the yellow tape goes up that everybody is familiar with. If there is one concept that you could make everyone understand about law enforcement, what would it be? I would try to humanize it as much as possible. Police officers, detectives, sergeants, lieutenants, captains, etc., they're all human beings, and we're all flawed. I think they do a fabulous job, and literally you have under a second to make sometimes life-and-death decisions, and I can't think of any other job that's like that. They're human beings. They're professionals. They are flawed. There's all kinds of problems, just like anybody else. It's funny because law enforcement's a melting pot. You have people from every kind of walk of life you can think of that becomes a cop and use that. You mentioned earlier the gallows humor of a lot of that type of environment. What other types of speech, lingo or whatever, can people embed in their stories that would be accurate to the law enforcement profession? Oh, boy. The gallows humor is a big one. I would be careful as far as using, like, cop lingo in your books because it can be very specific to department and region of the country. Some are very formal, some are informal. Personally, if I was going to write a story about, say, a detective or a police officer or whatever your story is, maybe an avatar city might be your best bet and model it after a specific city but you wouldn't name it as, you know, like Milwaukee Police Department. It could be Metro City Police Department or whatever. In your quote, you said, put on your Sam Brown belt. What is that? That's the technical name for the gun belt. Most people refer to it as a gun belt Hmm. that are not in law enforcement. Okay. So you mentioned earlier that law enforcement is a melting pot with personalities, backgrounds, everything like that. However, there is still a certain mindset that most police officers need to have for the job. How can a writer portray that in their stories? I guess the best way to explain it is when I worked nights for 17 years. I worked a big chunk of that midnight to 8 o'clock in the morning in some of the most violent areas of the city. I mean, I was literally surrounded by gunfire every night. And most of the people we dealt with were either intoxicated, you know, by alcohol or other drugs. They were having the worst day of their life. And usually that's when they would call us. Or somebody else would call and say, hey, I think that guy shot on the sidewalk over there. You know, that type of thing. What I always told my cops is there's a lot of people in these neighborhoods that really like us and they want us here. You just have to see past all the negativity Then in the latter years of my career, I worked day shift, 
and there's more people out there that are just normal people. Something bad happened to them, and they would call us. You can find common ground with some of these people, and now your faith in humanity starts to slowly restore because it's really hard to get beat over the head night after night after night, like I said. And you forget sometimes that there's decent people in these areas that need our help, and they're very friendly, and they want us there. So a good police officer really needs to have a little bit of an optimist in them. Yes, because if you ask a cop, why did you become a cop, most of them are going to say to help people. I know that sounds corny, and honest to God, that's really why they became cops. They want to help people, and 99.9% of the time, they do. But the gallows humor, to circle back to that, that's a coping mechanism. Firefighters are the same exact way. Sometimes they're worse. Hmm. Anybody that's in a high-stress situation where you're surrounded by death on a regular basis. One of the things that we advise our listeners to do is to make friends with somebody in the profession. If I have zero contacts in law enforcement, where would you suggest I start? Well, you could start with me. I'll be your friend. Um, <laughs> you could also, if you want to be specific, like say where you live, if you want it like face-to-face connection, not every department, but a lot of departments, especially big city departments, have a PIO. That's a public information officer. They might be able to help you. A lot of police departments have what they call a citizen's academy, where citizens can go through an abbreviated police academy. Hmm. But like I said before, there's police officers in my group. Another good group is the Writers Detective Bureau that Adam Richards runs. And there is a retired FBI special agent that's also in my group. Her name is Jerry Williams. She wrote a book called FBI Myths and Misconceptions. A manual for armchair detectives. Do you have any final bits of advice you want to embed on our listeners as we head out? When you're writing about law enforcement, I guess I will reiterate, if you're going to be writing about a specific department, do your due diligence. Some things that writers get wrong on a pretty consistent basis is rank. We all start out as police officers, and then from there, you can branch out either into troll or investigation. One thing I'll add is that there is a difference between a police officer and a deputy. They do the same job, but if you call a deputy a police officer or a police officer a deputy, sometimes they get a little uh, not happy. <laughs> yeah, and the state troopers. You know, they don't appreciate when you call them officer, but in California they're called officers, so I guess it all depends where you're at. Yeah. <laughs> So thank you so much, Patrick, for joining us today. Again, for our listeners, you can find him on Facebook with the Facebook group Cops and Writers, also by his book by the same name. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. And for all of you listeners, if there's one thing that you can take away, it's do your research, take the time. Law enforcement officers are people too. But when you are writing, just make sure you are always writing selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 